Welcome to Europa Rama, a podcast series about science fiction and the future of the European Union. My name is Giuseppe Porcaro, and I'm the author of Discos Hour, a novel about Europe and democracy in the age of algorithms. And in each episode, I'm in conversation with a fellow writer, and together we explore and create a fictional future scenario for the continent. In this episode, we are going to explore a possible utopia for a future Europe where people will ride horses, play theater in the streets, and robots will work for all of us. Today, I'm happy to host Andrei Ivanov. Hello, Andrei. Hello. Hello, Giuseppe. El- Andrei uh, belongs to the Russian literary tradition, but uh, he is coming from Estonia, uh, which is his home country and uh, his creative point of departure. He lived in, the- in Denmark in a hippie commune. He traveled uh, everywhere in Scandinavia. And in 2010, he was awarded as the best Russian language writer in Estonia. His latest book is The Inhabitants of the Curious Cemetery, who was published just last year, while his famous novel, Hanuman's Travels, it's a picaresque uh, um, story uh, about a Russian from Tallinn who is a wanted man and uh, his companion in fortune, who is named after a monkey god from India. And their adventures in Denmark and in a refugee camps uh, in, in constant fear of capture. Today, I would like to start our space-time exploration mentioning the visions of uh, Jacques Fresco, whom you, you know uh, quite well, and uh, who, for our listeners, is an American futurist that uh, in 1969 co-authored a book called uh, Looking Forward, uh, where he gave a speculative look at the future. In this, uh, in this uh, book, in his writings, uh, he, pictures, he pictured an ideal cybernetic society, and I, I read a, a quote from, uh, from that, in this society in which want has been banished and work and personal possessions no longer exist. Yeah. And individual gratification is the total concern of the people. And later on, this fresco uh, actually pushed these futuristic ideas even further, uh, creating something, concrete vision, creating the Venus project, which proposed um, an alternative vision of what the future can be if we would apply what we already know in order to achieve a sustainable new world civilization. And his vision could be considered on one hand as utopian, but on the other hand, by applying uh, this knowledge that exists exists already, it provides somehow uh, uh, some ground, some roots to some sort of optimistic outlook to the future. Yes. So, so if we would if we would here to create uh, our Venus project, like uh, for for Europe, uh, let's call it the Europa project, for example. Yeah, yeah, it, it could be. Yeah, it how could... how that could look like? Well, uh, first of all, I think it could be ecology-based economy, and uh, it would be sustainable Europe. I mean, in, in sustainability uh, for Europe, when um, you can uh, take from nature as much as you can give back without losing anything. 
basically what i think that that uh, fresco was a great dreamer and uh, he opened the gates uh, for dreaming further even even much further and uh, i don't think that uh, uh, cyber future is uh, the solution but i think that the uh, harmony living in harmony with nature this is a solution understanding that uh, nature is not a rival but a partner this is very important and this understanding should be coming uh, from within from uh, from the heart of every of, of of every member of the community that's where it starts we've been speaking with uh, another author in uh, in Europarama Emmy Itaranta who is from Finland actually so yeah. uh, very close to Estonia mm. to a certain extent and, and together we we imagined uh, a future where there are some um, a uh, new source of energy which is green energy in Europe and um some sort of new kind of architecture where there are living buildings uh, built from from actually trees and things like that so it's kind of, I, i would like kind of 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 connect these two visions and then create some sort of uh, you know some sort of connection between between this uh, the, this kind of futures that we are um imagining in uh, in Europa Rama what else would you could say i mean this um, ecological future uh, what could be in your opinion the specific one that we would uh, like what would be the turning point for example if we, if we if we were to to, sh- to mark like the moment where the europa project would uh, would uh, would come into place what would be like the discovery that uh, that we that, that uh, you know we would find uh, and uh, would change the way the continent is uh, is developing well uh, uh It's really difficult for me because I'm not a scientist and uh, I cannot say what could be a turning point. But I'm afraid it could be, it could be some kind of stress uh, for humanity. I'm afraid, and uh, we are living in a very uh, unstable time. And uh, uh, I mean, ecology-based, ecology-wise speaking, we are living in a in a time of crisis when the global warming is uh, bumping up, and it's really bad. And uh, that's why that's why I'm not surprised that people are talking to you about green future, about uh, um, uh, ecology. And I, uh, I'm still less surprised that it's coming from Finland, <laughs> because people in Scandinavia they're Uh, very concerned uh, about uh, uh, environmental issues and uh, they are very much uh, uh, educated very well in regards to how to preserve the nature how to use it and uh, how to live in it without uh, bring any damage no damage at all possibly because i lived in scandinavia in a hippie community as you mentioned that in your uh, preface and uh, in the hippie community i learned how to live uh, in the nature how to use water what kind of powder to use when you are using a washing machine for instance uh, the ecological powder and uh, there is a non-ecological powder and uh, how to uh, how to recycle uh, the the things for instance uh, how to burn what to burn and what not to burn 
and uh, many other things. And I see that people in the, I saw people in Denmark and Norway that are very much educated in so, this respect. So let's try to imagine this 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 future a little bit more in details. Let's uh, let's say that we are. 150 years from from now and um and we are all of a sudden uh, you know like some sort of time travelers and we are yeah. we have the possibility of visiting a specific town let's say we are visiting Tallinn in uh, yes. in, in 150 years how 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 Tallinn would look like well first of all i need to um, i i i need to uh, ask myself uh, should i be a totally unbridled in my imagination <laughs> yes you that should you should yeah that, that's that's yeah. the idea of the exercise that we are totally uh, free from any kind of constraint uh, or of uh, we're not here to to predict the future we are here to imagine the future to create new visions for the uh, futures let's say i wish i wish um I wish they have uh, they they have lots of uh, trees around. We have uh, a, a bit of trees, but I, I wish we had more. I wish we had them on the rooftops and uh, everywhere around. And uh, I I want to see less uh, bitume, less asphalt mm. around. Yeah, I I, wa- I want to see green country around myself. And uh, exactly what the the colleague from Finland t- uh, told you. Uh, that uh, the the trees might be not only on a rooftop they could be inside and they could be they are in uh, one of my novels actually that i have people who live with a tree with the uh, going into the window and they didn't cut the twig mm. they didn't cut it and they, they let it be inside and uh, my uh, my protagonist visiting these people there he is living with them for a while he is sleeping under the twig of tree in in, in the room <laughs> so, i i kind of wish it happens uh, more often with people because when we are closer to nature we um we, we open something inside uh, the, and how 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 this uh, city would be connected to the rest of uh, of the continent to the rest of europe well it is still connected with the road but we have uh, we have uh, planes uh, it's okay we have uh, we can build uh, bridges but uh, when i envisaged uh, the future when, when first we we we, you contacted me by email. I started wondering about future, and uh, uh, for some reason, for some reason, 150 years, let's say 150 years ahead, I see much less people around. I, I don't know what happened, but I see that uh, we are less populated. We we have uh, much less cars, and those cars that we have, they they are not running on gasoline; they are running on water or electronic. Uh, just like we have electromobiles in uh, Amsterdam and Paris and possibly in Brussels, do you have electromobiles? Uh, uh, yeah, we have now electric uh, electric scooters. We have it's like this kind of uh, skateboards that that, uh, okay. that have a uh, uh, electric kind of skateboards. You know, they have in Paris actually. They yeah. have electric uh, automobiles, the the little cars for two persons. Yeah, we we have that. We have that. You have that. Yeah. You can borrow it on the street if you are a member. Yes. If you, yeah, exactly. And I think it's uh, it's pretty convenient, and 
it's very good for the environment. Um, so basically, people wouldn't really have uh, private cars in or private uh, private means of transportation. This would be like a shared kind of, you know. Yeah, and uh, most of the m- most of the things would be shared, and uh, I think that people in future. Well, I wish people in future would be uh, less. Uh, they, they, they would own less things, they would crave for less. Because craving and uh, owning makes, a, makes us um, very... Um, we have a lot of things on our shoulders and uh, we, we don't go far. Um, I mean, uh, one pe- people are less narcissistic in my future. Something that I'm thinking since a since, uh, long, long time, uh, I would like to develop it further. The fact that we are probably heading towards uh, some sort of uh, economy where you don't own any more things, right. but, but basically you kind of rent it, you know, like it, it can go different ways it can either go in a very more like corporate style uh, like subscription kind of economy you know like you, you it's like a little bit like netflix and so on you 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 uh-huh. you pay your subscription to use anything that you have you know it's a little bit like the cars that you that you measure Exactly, exactly. Um, the, 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 the other idea could be that uh, it's, it's a share, this kind of subscribed, but uh, there are certain goods who are, uh, you know, um, considered uh, common goods, so they are shared mm-hmm. and they are on the use of everyone. So it can go in, in different direction, this kind of subs- subscription-based uh, mm. uh, economy. Uh, and I wonder, you know, I wonder you, you, how how this could develop. Okay, but, but what I I also thought about how people live in there and what kind of persons they are, and uh, as I mentioned, they are less narcissistic and uh, they own less things. And uh, since I'm a writer of a m- m- more on a, I'm staying on the more realistic side when I write, so I, I want to imagine people how they are, how, how they're doing, uh, what kind of people they are. They are less narcissistic. They have no mobile phones actually. That well, it's uh, it's really funny thing to imagine that people mm-hmm. don't have mm-hmm. them anymore, and they don't have even uh, private computers, and they because it's uh, it's it's not in fact anymore not because they are they are mm, they don't chicken. not because they don't exist but they basically it's not it's, it's not fashionable anymore to be so much uh, connected uh, so much connected or so much uh, uh, to distribute yourself so much in the internet there is internet but they, uh, it's out of date uh, it's right. out of use and uh, they have a sort of uh, common circuits and uh, these common circuits, a common, uh, a common uh, uh, board where you can uh, go and leave a note, electronic note, and uh, you can uh, check it out uh, once in a time and uh, you just, uh, if you need, meaning that you have more free, you have more time, free time on your hands. And uh, uh, in my uh, in my dream, what I see uh, that people are more, they're more inclined to theatricalize their life. They, they have stages in the parks. Hmm. For instance, they, they have bigger parks than we have now. They are more like wild forest 
closer to wild to wilderness and in this in the middle of this wilderness they have places there where people hang around together they have uh, stages if you remember maybe bergman's movies the the, the one of the characters in the, in one of his movie he had stage in the in the garden and he made his uh, home theater and so these people have this common uh, theater in the wilderness and uh, they come on the stage they theatricalize their life they they bring up their own uh, their own uh, uh, plays or some monologues and they uh, in general i think that people will be more artists in future everyone mm. everyone in uh, because we are we are heading to towards this because if you see how people use social networks now they they are very creative people everywhere are very creative and so many people now consider the sel- themselves writers that they don't read books anymore because they say well th- why should i read uh, others when i can write myself not not worse than uh, those writers today uh, so, so people becoming more creative, and in my future, in 150 years, they can develop so many artistic qualities, and uh, so they, they they can become artistic, and uh, and for some reason they get into the theater, theater, and they get into the style. They change their style. They they dress up a lot, and uh, they just hang around, showing up. In this dress, uh, dr- in showing their style, public life uh, expressed through art and expressed through the mise en scène, how we would yeah. say in, in in French. So basically, uh, yeah. but in mise en scène, that instead of uh, being happening on Instagram or Facebook and and so on, is happening on real life with with actual interaction of people and and leading to you know, creativity and, and like, yeah. for example, the same thing that we are doing right now, me and you, yeah. like just speaking and creating a new word and, and uh, yeah. you know, and, and, and creating new, new, uh, new, new things. I, I, I like that, that very much. Um, but also I would, I wonder, you know, how, uh, how the actual, continent would look like you know like uh, mm-hmm. uh we zoomed in a city and how the people would live in the city and and what they would do uh but how if we if we zoom out of the city and we look at europe as um yeah. you know as a place uh, uh, I know, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I want to say that I'm not against the preservation of regional peculiarities, for instance. Uh, but uh, I th- in my future, there are no nationalism. Mm. It just doesn't exist anymore. Uh, let's say that, uh, for instance, we don't have any more plague, plague, or any uh, or Siberia also. We don't have this disease anymore, right? Right, right. So uh, let's imagine that fascism, racism, nationalism, and uh, other things like this, they ju- we are just grown out of it. And we don't have these uh, diseases anymore. Imagine this kind of society free of it. And uh, imagine the society where people uh, don't really bother have sex uh, five times in a week. Yeah. Uh, there, there are people who are, who are casually uh, not very often have sex and they are not sexually uh, obsessed. They are, they are no longer concerned uh, 
to distribute themselves around the world, to, to be known globally, to have uh, so many friends and to travel a lot. They're, they're just concerned about nature, about uh, the place where they live and uh, about trees they like and uh, about gardens and their gardening and theatricalizing and uh, meeting people. They're, they're, they're enjoying it. And uh, uh, well, they can travel even on horses. <laughs> 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 you know what? Not because they they not because they don't have cars. They can take a car. But they traveling can. by horse is more fashionable. A more fashionable. More fashionable. Is, it's more it's more trendy. Exactly, it's more trendy. And you know, this idea came into my mind when I read the book of Milan Kundera, Lantes. Mm. Uh, I can't translate it into English, but Lantes, you understand it, slowness. Slowness, yeah. Exactly. And he said, why we are so... Uh, the, why we are so much uh, in Harris, in in, uh, in fast? Why we speed up uh, everywhere? We don't need. We need to slow down. And remember that in some two hundred years ago, we traveled on on horses. And uh, I like that idea. I like that. And uh, I think why not? And actually, when I was in Norway and. Uh, I, I live in mountains, and uh, I saw people traveling. Uh, I saw uh, one Norwegian guy. He he just uh, uh, traveled uh, on a horse on in the cart. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, it was so funny. And uh, I said him uh, good day, and he waved hands, and uh, it was just uh, normal. He was just uh, having uh, his. Uh, Right. <laughs> it was his own mean of, of transportation. I, 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 li I like that concept that basically instead of going uh, faster, uh, the, the main characteristic of that uh, imagined future would be slowness, but slowness which is not necessarily because we are um, degrowing or like we are in a post-apocalyptic scenario, but it's because people want to enjoy more their time and actually the yeah. slowness of the time would be like some sort of a paradigm of, of, yeah. of, of that society. I, I like that concept a lot. Actually. I think I think I think that uh, the the guy who is going slower, let, let's say this guy sitting in the cart and uh, talking to his horse. Imagine him talking to his horse, yeah. uh, or, or walking with the dog slowly on the roadside and talking to the dog. Uh, imagine he, this guy. I think he's closer to the harmony of his nature than uh, the guy who is speeding up in his BMW towards his second uh, billion of dollars in the bank, for instance. Uh, I mean, uh, what kind of goal is that to have another billion of dollars in the bank account? When uh, he cannot enjoy life, he cannot be in harmony with uh, nature. Uh, it on values that we, that our society chooses, I think. How how would you see then this compatible with um, some some functioning economic system? You know, because of course, of course, there there you know there is a there there is something to take into consideration how we make uh, all these uh, all this work. You know, 
Well, if it is ecology-based economy, I think if it's a low-carbon-based economy, and uh, well, uh, well, in general, I said I already answered this question basically by saying it is sustainable Europe. I mean, uh, uh, I, I cannot just. Um, go deep into that i just wanted to imagine when it is already achieved sure uh, sure sure yeah. would you put would you put you say that for example computers and so on will not be like personal computers will not be fashionable anymore but would you put uh, artificial intelligence uh, for instance to do some of the jobs that uh, yes. you know like would 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 that in that imagined kind of future would be a some sort of new adaptation to to the technological change that is not needed anymore for our individual life but it's it's making right. the society working somehow that's precisely what uh, uh, what Jacques Fresco had already said uh, that uh, the automaton uh, robots and uh, cybers they can uh, replace uh, people and uh, we don't need money to pay to robots right and uh, just a few people can uh, uh, can look after those uh, thousands of plants uh, just using some programs and uh, mechanics can uh, replace the robots or parts of them and uh, it's uh, not a big deal i think but but then the, the question is uh, the redistribution of, of, of wealth you know like how would you get all the system and all this society working would it, would it be like some sort of uh, uh, socialist based communist based the redistribution or or is there going to be something different from what we usually would think nowadays you know in the the early 21st century where we don't have these categories yet in our yeah. minds I think I think one of this uh, uh, communism or socialism it goes exactly with the nazism, racism, and uh, fascism that we grown out in our future. I mean, uh, they don't care. Hundred in mm -hmm. my my dream, they mm -hmm. they don't think about this uh, in these categories. It, it they don't have it anymore. It, it simply doesn't bother them. Uh, I mean, uh, there, there is something, something totally different there, and uh, I can't even imagine because uh, can can we imagine that the, the, the person? Uh, well, hardly we can, but we can uh, find examples when person is uh, not interested in, doesn't have a, a lot of ego. Right, 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 right. It's uh, it's less uh, self-interest pe people, and uh, if we have uh, uh, less self-interested people, I I you can easily say that they don't need the these categories. They don't need to define it. They they simply look after uh, the things around, and they're concerned how to how to be uh, how to sustain. The, the system uh, that they live in, the, the environment and uh, the, the harmony of community. Uh, that's what their main concern. To resume a little bit, the, the main concern was so slowness, self selflessness and uh, some sort of uh, environmental consciousness would be like the three pillars of this of this society borderless as well as far as i understand because it's true that there are regional differences and local local cultures are are still there but 
but there are no really borders. I don't think they need it. I mean, uh, you can travel everywhere and uh, absolutely freely. It's actually a theme that you've been quite um, uh, writing about in, in different novels, the theme of... Uh, of traveling, the theme of, of uh, being stateless, but also the, the theme yeah. of migration and, and the refugees and so on. Yeah. Like, how, how would you see, I mean, if, if we trying to project a little bit the movement of people in, in that continent, uh, within that, that, uh, future frame, how, how the movement of people would look like? Uh, would there be challenges? How, how this would uh, would be regarded? So, uh, not, not a lot of challenges, I think, uh, because uh, we have a very peaceful continent. We and uh, we don't have uh, wild animals which are dangerous for for human. And uh, even if we had, I think it would be controlled, and uh, pe people would. Uh, uh, I, I think with uh, living in nature provides uh, living in nature provides you with um, with a sixth sense a sense of uh, nature let's say that you you live with it and you know where exactly animals are around you 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 grow when when you work in, when when you are walking in the forest for instance you hear the birds singing and uh, pretty soon you realize uh, where they're singing from. They, they, you can imagine them, and you, at first you cannot spot the bird, and then, uh, but then you find it after after a while. And uh, the the same happens when you with animals. You, you feel them, and uh, I believe that uh, there would be no danger. I, I think for traveling, even alone. Uh, but there, there wouldn't be any political challenges for people to travel around. No, like there, there wouldn't be a problem with with your uh, legal papers and stuff like that. Not at all. Mm. I mean, in my dream, at least, I allow you to travel with your papers everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. And uh, it just uh, well, the papers exactly that that would buzzed me all, all the time since I was very little, and I was. Uh, Surprised because in Soviet Union we didn't really need passport. Uh, right, and, you didn't and, uh, need passport to travel from one republic to another. Yes, we did, but not necessarily. You 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 needed to have it just in case. All right. Or you you could have told uh, you could have uh, told uh, uh, a policeman who you are and you register in the. It wasn't. It was not necessary actually. And uh, when the. When I grew older, I'm not I'm not comparing the the, the, the Soviet Union with other countries. I'm just uh, explaining my habits. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now I I had a very hard time to uh, to to get used to have a passport and uh, to get used to put visa in it in order to travel. Even recently, when I traveled to Serbia, I I didn't realize I had a, uh, I, I needed to have a, a visa for that <laughs> <laughs> because I had a, a, a aliens passport at that time. I, I, I needed a visa. Now I have a Estonian citizenship. I, I don't need visa to travel to Serbia and, uh, and uh, I needed a visa to go to United Kingdom. And, and uh, so uh, th these things, uh, and uh, when I lived in the Soviet Union, I never dreamt of traveling uh, abroad, meaning to uh, you, uh, to 
Western uh, world. I, I satisfied. I contented myself with uh, watching Finnish television. I, I, I was happy that we had it in Estonia, in Tallinn, because it was something like looking through the keyhole into through the iron wall and uh, iron curtain and uh, see the western civilization western world i mean uh, and and from 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 this experience i mean also to to get back to the more um, political europe uh, theme and i think this can can also mm-hmm. uh, get us towards the end of this episode uh, like how do you how do you feel about uh, the european project uh, uh, not just as a you know at, at the current stage but if you would think about in this world in 150 years uh, you, you mentioned that there are no borders and so on what would happen to to europe as a political entity you know what 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 would be the the future of that project it will be still uh, europe and uh, i guess uh, it will be even uh, wider accepted meaning the a bigger a bigger part of uh, russia will be uh, will be joined uh, eagerly Uh, without any troubles, because uh, Russia is a uh, is a big country with a big potential, uh, meaning the people and uh, or the many talented people, wise people, and uh, when we are speaking about culture, uh, we have lots of talents and uh, uh, Russian people they have and. Uh, So, but, uh, so a truly, a truly uh, united Europe from the geographical point of view and the political point of view. In my dream, there are no flags, no national anthems, uh, no real borders, and uh, no banks, no prisons, military, or uh, stuff like that. Uh, it, it just, uh, you see, it, it is swallowed by time, and uh, people are much wiser. And they don't need it anymore. That's in my dream. That of- brings us to the end of this episode. I would like to thank you, Andre, for your time and uh, um, this wild dreaming uh, towards uh, the Europa project uh, and, uh, and and the world. Thank you, Giuseppe, and- for inviting me. Thank you for this opportunity. It's really, I'm really glad to to talk to you, and it's really fantastic project, and uh, it, it challenged me a lot. I'm really happy to hear, Andre. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening Europa Rama. Uh, you can check out more episodes and other shows of the Are We Europe podcasting family as well. More detailed information and links in the show notes. For the next episode, I will travel to Roskilde in Denmark where I will meet Mikhail Ofreski. I don't know, I'm not sure that I'm pronouncing it totally correctly. An author from Bratislava. I will discuss with him about a future Europe saturated of troll factories and fake news. Looking forward to it. Until next time, bye bye. <laughs>